You're listening to the World Football Programme with all the latest updates from both local and international football. Good morning and welcome to the World Football Programme. Radio 107.9, Radio Fremantle. Oh, come on, Pete. Oh, jeez. Gee, gee, I mean, I thought I was a trainee. Come on, Oh, you, you threw me in the deep end there. <laughs> Good morning, Perth. Welcome to 107.9, Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. You've got not the worst trainee in the world because I've just found <laughs> someone a little bit worse than me. Hugh Best in the chair for you, and joining me is the world's greatest wingman in his usual role as hashtag world's greatest, Pete Skeeler. Good morning, Pete. How are you today? Good morning. And to be fair, you did <laughs> literally just point at me and, and mouth start talking. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Well, I've still got jet lag, you know, coming all the way from Kyoto. Yeah. yeah. I flew in this morning, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> No, I didn't. Morning, Pen. Uh, you can uh, get out of that car now. It's all under control. We are here every Saturday morning from 10am to midday. Many thanks to our three big partners, Futsal WA and Greg Farrell. Join the Super League when you can and get down to apply your trade at Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in Western Australia. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron for custom-built fencing and gates and gate and fence hardware WA for fence and gate components and automation. And we thank those lovely sponsors of the World Football Programme for allowing us to be on air during the season. Big, big show today. We have all the way from Albany, Mr Tommy Dolman, Football West's reporter, and he is on assignment down there. He's going to be covering the big clash between Perth Glory and Sorrento. Later in the show, my new favourite, Hayley Roach, will be talking to us about the playoffs. So, as I was talking to Pete off-air, a lot of the times we focus on the top leagues around the world, EPL being one of them in particular, but 
today. It is the Super Weekend in England, and we will talk about all those things in the lower leagues, including the championship playoff between Coventry City and Luton Town. So it's been a long time since either one of those sides have been in the top division, but both sides have been in the top division, and both sides have had a very, very rocky road in recent history. In the second hour, we'll talk to, again, one of my very, very favourite guests, Molly Appleton. Molly is the advocate's reporter, and she'll be talking to us about uh, all things happening in the international women's football space, including... um, Cascarino's knee injury for France. She will be missing the World Cup. That is a mm. huge blow for the French national women's team. Del- Delphine, I keep forgetting her first name. Molly will know it. She, she knows everything. I'm pretty sure it's we'll, Delphine. We'll put her on Cascarino. the spot and see what she's Oh, I'll put her on the spot. You better, yeah. well, you know, I might do some research, but that sounds like work. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we will have Perth Glory's super fan, Matt Stacey, who will give us the rundown on the M, oh, the most glorious awards that were held on the weekend and the scuttlebutt that has the ownership uh, situation at the Perth Glory. Matt is not in the know on all of that, but he certainly is got his finger on the pulse of all things Perth Glory. Like I said, a huge show. Pete, what do you want to start with, mate? Mate, I've got nothing. You can you can fly here because I'm just the wingman. I'd so get you, out of you take control. <laughs> Come on, mate. You were doing all sorts of research Nah, I was just frantically opening pages and trying to get everything ready. Uh, (laughs) Worth mentioning, well, before we dive into things too far, the under-20 World Cup's currently on uh, in Argentina. No Australian team there, but New Zealand uh, under-20s just last night got thumped by Argentina 5-0 and yet are still in third place and still still going going through, yeah. Well, depending on results. Uh, yeah, true. Well, I think they're, they're top of the third-ranked team, so I think they're probably safe. It, um, it looks like that that's the case. And we've got the uh, under-17s uh, Asian Cup coming up. That's true, yeah. Uh, in Thailand. And we've got six from the Perth Glory Academy playing. Well, not playing. Have been nominated for that squad. I haven't seen the final squad there. Yeah. But uh, Cameron Cook's brother is uh, has been picked. Okay. Yeah. The goalkeeper as well? Goalkeeper as well. Oh, there we go. Yeah. What else would he be? Well, you, actually, with brothers, you could have one striker and one yeah, keeper, no, couldn't yeah, you? That's a, as you said that, you, I could see your brain turn and go, hang on, that would work. No, no, I'm just, yeah, uh, again, that sounds like work, but I can remember the, uh, no, I won't go down that, that wormhole, but it was, I'm sure, um, an international, was it? Go on. Were they Spanish? Was it Ike Casillas' brother? Was a, um, he played in La Liga as a striker. Can't remember, but anyway, there was a yeah that sort of link where both players uh, were brothers. One was a striker, one was a keeper. Both were of some repute, um, which yeah, as you said, you either both playing in the same position or one's <laughs> playing. Uh, his brother played as a central midfielder. Central midfielder. That's right. Okay. Yep. He, he scored a few goals. Though. Yeah. That's why I was thinking he was a um, a striker. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So I did get that right. Wow. And all those out there that said, Boston, Huey, you've got a head like a hole. No, 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 I can remember a few things, like today's Saturday. Well, while we've got Ike Casillas, uh, while we're talking about him, uh, on one occasion as a young child, when he was seven or eight, he forgot to post his father's football predictions for the weekend. His father had correctly predicted all 15 results and the family lost out on an estimated 1.2 million euros. So (sighs) hopefully he's made up for that. Oh, my. (laughs) Wow. Oh, you'd be... There you well, go. There's, there's your trivia for the I day. I blame his dad. 
He's trusting a seven-year-old with <laughs> 1.5 million. Come on now. <laughs> oh, man, I met... Oh, you'd be... That's a once in a life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he, he made it up to his old man with um, free tickets to see uh, Spain play. Yeah, yeah, once <laughs> or twice. Well, you think to yourself, now what do I want? 1.5 million or every time my nation plays anywhere in the world, I've got box tickets. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that's I'll a tough call, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we will have a chat. We'll just let uh, waffling on just a little bit while Tommy Dolman gets himself sorted down in Albany. I spoke to him off-air just before he started and he was pulling into the car park, so he is getting himself a quick refreshment and we will have him on very, very soon. You stay with us. It is Pete and Hugh on the World Football Program here on Radio 7, 107.9 FM, Radio Fremantle. Plenty more to come. No. Why, oh, I know what I've done wrong. Tra- you know trainee time, no, is no, it? No, no, it's training time. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been here, so give me that. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> 107.9 FM, your local station. 107.9 FM. Oh, don't relax. I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Royal Iron is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258 6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsal.com futsalwa.org.au You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9 Okay, and uh, festivals of football are all the rage at the moment uh, and they have announced the festival of football for the A-League Grand Final which is about the lamest thing I've ever heard because they didn't secure Bayern Munich to come over so it's a five-a-side game between a couple of representative teams and the A-League old, old Stars versus the NSL Old Stars, which is um, I'm glad we've I sold the grand old final. Stars. I thought was that yeah, no, All Stars? Old, no, Old Stars. So retired players. So if you want Jamie to watch Murray. some forty to fifty-year-old players shuffle around and call that the uh, fantastic festival of football that we've given up our grand oh, final for, um, well done, APL. My goodness. And, and good. I had a bit more of a rant there, but uh, I believe we've got Tommy Dolman on the we line now, so Tom we'll, we'll switch line. over good to that morning. one. Good morning, Tom. How are you today? 
Morning, boys. Yeah, if um, if the festival of football isn't tickling Pete's fancy, can I interest him in the uh, regional festival of football today? Yes, yes, you, yes can. you can. <laughs> Tell us all about it, Tom, please. Say what I did there. Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, very I good, very good. That, that, that's why we have you on as regularly as I can uh, I can get you because what a champ you are. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Um, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm currently in coach and I'm heading down to, uh, to Albany for the uh, regional festival of football, the um, yearly event where they take the games out to the region. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate to have gone to Bustleton last year and, and to Geraldton the year year before and. Um, yeah, Albany bound at the moment for um, two games in the NPL men's and women's competitions to commentate on today. Um, first game will be Perth Red Star versus Yandai NTC in the women's, which is at um, 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a good game, that one. First and third in the league. Red Star, seven games unbeaten and just starting to get into motion and starting to rediscover their, their hot form that they found throughout the whole of the whole NTC yeah. have just taken... Yeah, NCC have just taken a little bit of a bump in form the past couple of weeks, but we know they play good football and they're and they're full of quality. So, looking forward to that one. And then the other games, they um, Sorrento versus Perth Glory. It's a, big, it's a fixture between two teams currently in the bottom half at the moment, but mm. the league's so tight at the moment, and um, each team have had their ups and downs in season twenty twenty three. But it can change very quickly in that competition. So, yeah, looking forward to doing both of those, and you can catch me on streamer.com.au for both of them. Tom, may I ask, is this the first time the regional football festival has included the uh, women's game as well? Uh, I think it's the third year. So third year. last year, the, the last year the women's game didn't happen in the region, but in 2021 okay. it was in Geraldton. It was Fremantle and NCC, and then um, and in Albany when Albany last held the event in 2020, it was NCC versus Perth. So back for a third edition of the regional cup on the women's side. Okay, as I said to Pete at the start of the show, I've got a head like a hole. That's probably why I've forgotten this has happened before. <laughs> well, so how is the NPL happening uh, at the moment, Tom? Uh, last week's results were as predicted, really? In, on the uh, men's side or the women's uh, side? Men's side to start with, thanks, Tom. Sorry. Yeah, um, so on the men's side, um, it was a last week it was a top of the table clash between Bayswater yep. and Perth Red Star. Mm-hmm. Um, Bayswater in really good nick at the moment. Um, they lost their first two games of the campaign, and, and I think a few people were beginning to get a little bit worried. Um, oh, yeah. They're obviously a team with plenty of experience, but um, yeah, they've come roaring back. They're seven unbeaten now. Um, their, their wings were clipped slightly at the weekend. They were five wins in a row, and then they, they drew to Red Star. Um, but, but they're one point clear at the top of the league going into the weekend's games. And uh, today they're away at Olympic Kingsway, who have um, who were who were four wins out of five games prior to last week's um, somewhat surprising defeat to Inglewood. So um, that'll mm. be a really interesting game at the top. Um, the other really good game among the fixtures this weekend is Sterling Macedonia versus Armadale, which is up at Alfred Skate Reserve, and um, yep. well, up from where I am, but <laughs> potentially. Um, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's got a really good feel about it. Armadale, the league's leading scorer, is 28 goals in nine games so far. Um, selling Macedonia, the league's best defence, I think just 10 conceded in nine. So that's right. um, something's got to give there. Yeah. And um, that's going to be a really fascinating game because both of those teams have been looking really good for a, um, for a top four berth. And with the league as tight as it is at the moment, two or three wins in a row, can put you right into that title race, and that's exactly where they both are. Tommy, are you looking at a league table there? Or are you pulling all these numbers out from memory? Because you are spot on with everything there. I'm just, uh, just, just, um, just a bit of research, Pete. Okay. <laughs> okay. Re- what, what's, what's research? What, what's that? <laughs> 
I'm, hang on, I'm going to get the dictionary out for that one. What <laughs> research? Never heard of it before. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> and in the yeah, that's that's amazing. Like I said, that um, you always think to yourself, which is it better to have? You know, a, a striker banging in goals or a keeper that you can't put one past? Uh, you know, if you can get a team that's got both of them, you, you, you're winning the championship uh, every. I, I can actually give you a definitive mathematical answer to that one Go on, too. Pete. Uh, you're actually better off having a miserly defence than a high-scoring offence. Um, because if we're going to get mathematical yeah. now, we're going to get nerdy. Yes, please. Anyone knows what a correlation coefficient is? No. Okay, no. One means things go together. So as one goes up, the other one goes up. Yep. And ne- negative one means as one goes up, the other goes down. In the A-League over the last 10 years, yep. goal scored has positive 0.77. Goals conceded is minus 0.82. So, in other words, good defence is slightly better with regards to earning, to going up the ladder than good offence. Which is, which is the opposite of what you want for a, a spectator. You want, you, want, you, be, you want to be watching the four-all draws, not the nil-all draws. Well, at least I do. But, um, yeah. There you go. I've lost you then. You're looking blank there. Yeah, no, you've stunned us into silence with that, Pete. Excellent. Job done then. To to put it in more layman's terms, perhaps, if if you don't concede, you don't lose. That's true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's pretty simple. Um, And and, and I suppose the the situation as well is that often goals win games, but defence wins championships over a a sustained period. And um, we saw... um, I mean, we've seen a lot of teams um, be able to mix and match that both. I thought yeah. Sterling were very good last year in their first season in the um, in the league. They were actually my pick to win the league this year because they had that solid foundation. And I was just thinking if they could just find that final third formula mm. with a fantastic coach like Ian Ferguson at yeah. the helm, I'm, I'm going to back him every day of the week to, to get that right over the course of the season. But, um, but yeah, it just eluded them last year. They fell just short. Um, they're doing pretty well this year, though. And, and then you've got teams like uh, Perth Red Star who have got players like Daryl Nickel in their team, Andy Higgins, Shot Dow, and um, they're, they're really dangerous and, and they're pretty tidy at the back as well. Um, the interesting the interesting component to that conversation is Armadale, who are currently in third at the moment. I mentioned their goal scoring mm. uh, form already this season. I think they've got the league's second worst defence. So, oh, so, um, you are bang on the money again. <laughs> so, so if they can tighten that up a little bit... Um, then there's absolutely no reason why they can't um, really put themselves into the into the title mix, which is a compliment to, to, to the job John O'Reilly's done over a consistent number of years there. Mm. Yeah, well, they had a uh, a four three win. I mean, yeah, speaking of high scoring, yeah. you know, high conceding, yeah, four three win away to Perth last week. I so. mean, that, that would have been the game of the. Game I, of I didn't get to go to it because I've been uh, currently injured. But in uh, Kyoto. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. It, that's that's just unheard of to mm. to go to Dorian Gardens and put four past them. Yeah. Um, did you catch that one, Tom? Well, yeah, Armadale had nine. Finished the game with nine yeah. in as well, which yep. was even more remarkable. No. So, uh, so yeah, they um, they basically won the game in a seven minute period. Peter Macom's <laughs> got a hat trick in um, in seven first half minutes, and um, that that put them, I think, three one up after after Perth had taken the lead. So. Yeah, look, they're, they're doing wow. really well, and, and I suppose on the consequence, Perth of um, I, I don't think many people coming into the season would have had Perth and Florida in their bottom two. No, uh, true, no, it's true. Quite a, it's quite a stunning turn of events, really. Um, Perth, Perth have got a young team. Um, we, we, we sort of knew that um, after their ninth place finish last season that maybe it, mm-hmm. it isn't 
such a surprise that they're sort of in the similar area and um, and so on. But the Florians would be bottom of the league. They've lost five games in a row, and it's um, yeah. it's quite it's quite a staggering turn of events. But the caveat is, of course, that the league is still so tight. I think it's, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's currently around six or seven points between bottom place and, and fourth place, and, mm-hmm. and Floria are actually playing fourth place for Alcatta today. So there's a real opportunity for them to, to go and get three points and. and move themselves right back into that mix for the, for the top four. It really is so crazy how tight the league is and, yeah. and how results can go any which way. Well, if you put the points aside and just look at the wins column, yeah. you know, Bayswater top spot on five wins and Florida bottom spot on three, three wins. wins. There's, yeah. only, there's only two wins separating literally top and bottom. Yeah, it, it's remarkable. And, um, hmm. yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of the coaches are tearing their hair out. <laughs> uh, but, for us, but, for us, but for us, in terms of the, in terms of the consistency... Um, given Bayswater are probably the only real team who have shown um, consistency that I think that will be um, they'll be happy with. Um, but it's great for us mutual. Um, yeah. Not not great for not great for people who try and pick results either like this, <laughs> um, because uh, I've had to wear a bit of egg on my face throughout the year. But I'm happy. I'm, I'd much rather wear the egg on my face than be an entertaining league. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the business. It is. It's uh, it's an entertainment. Uh, Platform and if you can entertain, results will uh, you know, become irrelevant. Well, 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 you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it, well, all right. I think I think that's that thought got away from you a bit there. A little bit, a little bit. Tom, in the women's national Premier League, how do you see that competition at the moment? Well, Red Star have stolen a bit of a march, as I said before. They're yep. four mm-hmm. points clear, um, seven games unbeaten. Their only loss this season was on the opening day to NTC, ironically enough. So um, I'm, I'm sure they'll be wanting to prove a point today. Um, below them, though, it, it, it's super tight again. Mm. Murdoch University, Melville are, second, are, in, are in second place, and they, they've got a super young side um, there at the uh, there at Best Team Stadium. And David Biancuso has done a magnificent job. They've got a couple of experienced campaigners in there, the likes of Katie Schubert and um, and Stacey Cavill, but they've got the likes. Sophie Meaden, of Clara Harrell, yep. of uh, Jessica Johnson. Um, they've got some terrific young players and, and young, talented um, prospects in that team. And um, they were sort of riding the wave of momentum. They, they'd won four games in a row prior to running into Red Star last week, and they only lost five goals. By so yeah. a Japanese superstar. Take, yeah, yeah Raina Kagami, she scored um, in her last four games yep. for Red Star. So... She's um, she's been fantastic since coming in, and um, she's a real shout for the gold medal for me. And um, yeah, I suppose I suppose below my um, SC, we, we've touched on NTC, um, and you've got Perth who have, who were leading the race early on. Um, a few injuries have really yeah. set them back a little bit. Gemma mm-hmm. Crane and Ellie Lamont have been out. They Philip also outs. injured as well. Um, so so they've sort of dropped down to fourth and. Teams like Fremantle City and Valcatta are starting to get their move on. Um, Valcatta played actually last night against Curtin University and yep. um, won 4-0 thanks to two Tia Stonehill goals. And um, I think they're, they're level on points now going into the remainder of the weekend with Perth and Freo. So, yep. look, um, a little bit like the men's, we're going to have potentially a tight title race and also a, a real rat race for those, um, for those top four places, albeit... If Red Star win today, they're going to go seven points clear. And I don't want to say they're going to be hard to catch, but that is a big buffer when yeah. all the teams below are taking points off each other. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Tom, with the relegation coming into effect this season, how, how do you think that's going to impact Curtin Uni? 
because, I mean, they, they were brave enough to take the mm. big, big step, knowing how huge a step it was, and yet their reward f f for helping out the league is potentially uh, see you later. Do you think there should not be maybe an expansion to that league that those teams below that would be in the releg uh, promotion places come into the league and we can expand the NPL to 10 teams? Um, well, it, it's hard to say, Hugh. Mm. I mean, I think I think in terms of Curtin and, and what's, in, what's in store for them going forward, that would be a question you'd have to put to the club. But sure. um, on, on the pitch this season, it's been a, it's been a difficult year. There's yep. no doubt about mm. it. Um, they yet to take a point in, in any of their first nine games of the mm -hmm. season. And um, look, I, I feel for the players, it's, it's obviously a, a difficult situation where you, you, you're going out on the pitch every weekend and you know that you're most likely going to end up on the on the wrong side of a result. So yeah. a lot of credit to the players and, and to the coaches. They're obviously still working hard. They're, they're yeah. training you during the week and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but there are some teams below in, in the Division One side of things, such as uh, Hammers League, That's right. um, who have won every game, I believe, in, in the women's league so far. And, yeah, and their and recruitment pro Nedley. process has been absolutely world-class. Well, I won't say world-class. That's been a bit, uh, bit melodramatic, but has been sensational. They've, they've, they've targeted uh, the, the areas in their, in their squad that needed improvement and have gone hardcore to get those players in. So, yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Like, you, you, obviously, the, the, the reward for planning ahead and, 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 and wanting to be in the next division up and the next division up. But um, like I said, when, when the opportunity was there, Hammersley were one of the ones that were, if I, if my information is correct, were one of the ones that were asked and they said very politely, thanks, but no thanks. Mm. Well, I, I don't know. Again, that, that'll be a question you have to put up to the club at the end of the season if yeah. they do win the league, whether it's they want they want to they do want to, to be promoted. But um, is it, is it not automatic, Tom? Me, but, hey, I thought the promotion was automatic. That if you finish top, you, you're in. Yeah, uh, well, I, that, that's that's my understanding as well. But, yeah, okay. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if there's criteria with regards to the various junior okay. teams and, and right. things like that yes. as well. So, yes. and, and obviously. Teams have also got to field an, an under twenty one team to be in the NPL because yes. that's um, that that's obviously the division that the, the younger division that's just, that's just below. But um, yeah, Hammersley Hammersley brought in Christy Astorp and Nadia Harvey who have got NPL experience, and um, ben, I know Benham Zeeb is doing a, a pretty good job there as well. Um, they they were only in the amateurs um, a couple of that's seasons right. ago, so mm. to put themselves up into the into the women's league, the division below the NPL, obviously test themselves out of that level. Um, I'm sure they do have ambitions to be in the top flight eventually. Um, so, so time will tell on that front. But you've already got teams like UWA who are putting their their themselves in a position in in future years. They've got um, a few teams, uh, a few female teams in the in the young years coming through as well. Um, I know Sorrento are pushing their female programs hard, and there's some other clubs as well who are doing um, some good jobs as well. So yeah, it's it, it, obviously we we all expect that given the FIFA Women's World Cup is happening later in the year. That there is going to be an influx of female players coming into the league. Hopefully, that and that they'll obviously take time to come through properly. Um, but, but hopefully, the clubs are in a position where they're investing in their female programs, and um, and, and the future can sort of continue to be bright for for, for WA football. Yeah. No, it was just a discussion point, Tom. I thought while I've got uh, your ear, uh, I would uh, pop that question to you because yeah, it's. Like I say, it is a tough season for Curtin Uni, but mm. um, you know, you, I would like to like to think that um, 
a, a bit of a bit of a thank you rather than a you know thanks and out you go when it was um, when it was open to a to a number of sides to go uh, come on in. But never mind that that's just me with a with a thing. And the thoughts here on. Uh, Radio Fremantle's 107.9 FM, the World Football Programme, are in fact the sole uh, thoughts of the author and <laughs> do not reflect the station, its guests or its members. So bear that in mind when you hear me in the uh, in the background again. What's he on about? Well, the, the men's division's got 12 teams, which is a, yeah. probably a decent... You know, right. It's probably about the sweet spot for yep. a state league yep. level. So you'd like to hope that the women's NPL will aim to get up to 12 teams eventually. Well, I and thought 10 would be a... You know, yeah, 10's a, 10's a stepping yep. stepping stone. As we um, saw with the, uh, the A-League when it first started it was 10 8 8 it was 8 when the A-League started it was 8 that's right yeah. that's right and we were moaning at that yeah. stage as well well 8 yeah no, no, not not for a national league you would yeah. <laughs> no no alright Tom I know how busy you are today and thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here on the World Football Programme you enjoy the day down there and you stay safe and we will talk to you again very very soon thank you for all your uh, input no Pleasure, boys. Anytime. Thanks, thanks for having me on. And, um, yeah, enjoy your weekend of football, everyone. We will try to. Thanks, Tom. Thank you very much. That was Tom Dolman, the Football West reporter and goddamn superstar legend. Uh, you know, if there's anything that Tom Dolman doesn't know about the local game, it hasn't happened yet. Now, as we're segueing back, segueing so we're back. talking about football, uh, yes. festivals of football. We've yep. talked about the... Um, the A-League's non-event festival and obviously the... Um, <laughs> the the the, the, the one down in Albany, but also has been mentioned. Um, we're going to have the Festival of Football in Perth with the Olympic Women's Tournament qualifying with Australia playing Iran and the Philippines and Chinese Taipei When's in, that t- October. When's in October. October. So uh, uh, Perth hosting the group matches, obviously, in that group. Top team goes through and, you know, some of the second-place teams um, through to the Olympics. So... That's we brilliant. might not get to see Sam Kerr playing here, obviously, during the World Cup, but we should see her then in the Olympic qualifiers in October. Oh, I, oh, I don't think so. Why not? That's not a, a FIFA window, and the I can almost guarantee you Chelsea aren't letting her go. Well, okay. Mark McGowan said she'd be playing. <laughs> well, now I... Do the, do the windows work the same for the women's as for the men's? Not for the Olympics, No. No, because the Olympics for the women is a full uh, is an all age tournament. Okay, that sounds like research again, uh, there, Pete. And you know what I've uh, already highlighted about my idea. Mark about McGowan said she's playing. Well, then, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, the, the point you've just made there uh, is probably the reasoning why that it is likely because I know the men's. Um, yeah, so the Olympic FIFA men's is under windows don't. Yeah mirror up with the Olympic tournament playoffs, yep. but you might be 100% correct there, uh, Pete, by saying that the women's FIFA window, being that it's an all-age, because the men's Olympic is not all-age, it's mm-hmm. under 23, yep. that might be a FIFA window, and therefore Chelsea are obligated with uh, sanctions of penalties to release all players. And at the risk of repeating myself, Mark McGowan said she'd be here. Love that man. Love that man. <laughs> You are on 107.9 FM Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program with two of the worst presenters you will ever hear. No, <laughs> no it's not. No, it's not. You've got Hugh Best in the chair and the world's greatest wingman, Pete Skeeler. Stick with us. There is plenty more to come. After the break, we will have Hayley Roach, who is going to fill us in on the 
Lower leagues, so we're talking championship, League One, League Two in England. Their playoffs are happening over this weekend, and it is a bumper. Here's a segue. Festival of football. Nice. <laughs> 107.9 FM, your local station. Oswest Fencing and Royal Tyne is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Royal Tyne. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsal.com futsalwa.org.au You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9 And the sun breaks through here at Wembley. It's a great scene and a very great match at the moment with everything to play for. Still Everton nil, West Bromwich Albion nil and Dennis Clark the substitute with a bright new 12 on his back away on the far side to clear it downfield for West Brom. Tries to find Assel. Doesn't do so because it's cleared away by Hurst. Hurst finding Jimmy Husband now, turns across from a tackle. But there's Doug Fraser backing up for West Brom, who finds Astle. Astle moving across, shakes off one tackle. He's moving downfield, outside the area, tries one, it comes off Le Bone. The ball's still bouncing. Astle tries one. West Bromwich Albion into what could be a crucial lead here at Wembley and away to our left the banners of West Bromwich Albion the banners of the whole of the Midlands I should think are waving in the sunlight that was right out of the blue the sort of goal that Jeff Aston has scored so often this season the man who scored eight cup goals to bring them to Wembley the man who learned how to head a ball with Tommy Lawton when he was at Notts County there he is Standing with his arms in the air, acknowledging the crowd, Jeff Astle has put West Bromwich Albion into the lead into this first period of extra time. And just when we thought that Everton had a grip on it, it's Albion who've come again and taken the lead. Come on, you baggies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is for all my Everton friends out there. Good for you. Jeff Astle, one of the, if not the only player to have scored in every round of the FA Cup, including that extra time winner <laughs> at Wembley in 1968. That game finished. Everton nil. West Bromwich Albion won. Dear. Good stuff. <laughs> 
Joining us on the line now is Hayley Roach. Hayley, that's got to get you fired up, doesn't it? Oh, wait, you're a Rotherham fan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. you know what? I was just thinking, I love the way you talk about Rotherham, like it's a town just around the corner. It is, it's there just around the corner. There are people in England who don't know where Rotherham is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have to say, it's super lovely to hear I'm, I'm down under and we're talking about my hometown. It's a little town in Yorkshire. Uh, and we talk about it literally like, you know, it's round the corner. So thank you very much for allowing me to indulge myself in my little hometown, um, in my in my home football club. Thank you. That's our pleasure, Hayley. Now, can you give us a, a bit of a heads up with Rotherham? Because I am still a little bit salty that um, the three points that West Brom needed to get into the playoffs was taken away from us by uh, the Mighty Millers. Yeah. By the Mighty Millers, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I thought you might mention that. Yeah, you better will, every <laughs> chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so a bit of a summary from the Mighty Millers for this season. So pretty much not quite a, a season of two halves, but <laughs> certainly a season of, of, of mixed fortune because we lost our Papa John's trophy-winning manager, Paul Ward, 10 games into the start of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so he... Uh, he he actually took us through three promotions and three relegations. Yep. But uh, but his stats ended on a good one because uh, we won the Papa John's Trophy in extra time at Wembley uh, in very dramatic fashion. So, uh, but we lost him. So ten games in, Derby came and poached him. So we found a, we found a new manager. And when Paul Warren left us, we were eighth in the league. Uh, we then uh, got Matt Taylor. A new manager who joined us from Exeter. Um, not been an easy ride for this season, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, don't think we made some great signings. We've got some good players, but um, we drew too many games. So out of our 46 matches, we drew 17. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of points that we lost. Um, now, the focus as we were struggling through the league, as most uh, <laughs> the clubs in those just try to do is just survive in that league. It's all about avoiding relegation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it when is. You know you're not going to, you know, you know you're not at the top fighting for promotion, um, and you're middle, the bottom of the table. Literally, you want to be the fourth worst team in the league because you avoid that relegation mm. battle. So, uh, so you know, when you look at how we finished the season, uh, we didn't finish fourth from bottom. We finished fifth from bottom. That's right. Yeah. Uh, You don't have to go through that heart of the relegation um, stuff, and, and we stayed up. Uh, the highlight of the season, I have to say, let, I'm not going to mention the highlight with beating the baggies. Not saying that at all. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a, it's a much better highlight because Robbie Minardi, big, strong South Yorkshire team, a lot of South Yorkshire teams in and around us. We've got Barnsley, Doncaster, yep. Chef Wednesday, Sheffield United. And there's a big rivalry with all those clubs within within South Yorkshire. And we managed to beat, in Bramall Lane, we beat the Blades. So we take that as, as Mighty Miller's supporters, we take a victory over Sheffield United <laughs> <laughs> and survival. So all in all, we 
finish off when we reflect on the season. Um, you know, it, it's been it's been a tough one, uh, but we take the small victories like survival and like beating the blade on their home turf. Exactly. Yeah. Haley, I was looking up some info about Rotherham, man. Rotherham. Um, <laughs> I can't even say it. Um, when, That's how much when, he knows you, about the lower league. Yeah, here. when you say no one knows where you are, I mean. Your stadium's called New York Stadium. It's no wonder no one knows where you are. I'd be looking on the wrong continent when I was like, Where, where's this team based? Well, the, history, uh, the history of the name of uh, the New York Stadium is back in the day, uh, the area where they built the new stadium used to be called New York. Now, I can't give you the of New York, but where they built the new ground, um, uh, so, of course, we, we lost Millmore. That was our historic ground from, you know, 1919 or whatever. Um, we lost Millmore and we built, the council built a new stadium. Uh, we got new owners. And in 2010, we moved into the New York Stadium. So, um, you know, uh, it's close. Yeah. <laughs> now, with that being said, uh, you must be... Um, Again, having had your manager poached by Derby County, they didn't even make the playoffs in League One. But Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday are going to yeah. be in that League One playoff final, which is on... On Monday. Yeah. It's on Monday. I mean, talk about big <laughs> fixtures in South Yorkshire. It doesn't get much bigger exactly. than this. Like, this is serious, serious fixtures in Wembley, all to play for. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday... Uh, got the history there. The big club. They're a much bigger club than Barnsley for sure. They've had that Premiership experience. Um, you know, they have been up there um, for a very long time. Uh, but uh, you know, so so Barnsley would go into this quite possibly being the underdog. They're a smaller club. Uh, I, in fact, I don't even know if Barnsley have ever reached the grand dizzy heights of the Premier League. Yeah, they um, have. Yeah, they have. Yep. So, um, but. You know what? I'm, I'm going to back Chef. I'm going to back a Barnsley victory by one goal. Oof. So mm-hmm. you can you can call me up on Tuesday. And, uh, <laughs> see, how I, see how I did with my prediction. Um, but I, I'm 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 backing uh, backing Barnsley on this one. But what a great fixture for South Yorkshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday have already they sold out um, their ticket allocation. They've got thirty eight thousand travelling fans from Sheffield to Wembley, which is probably a five-hour journey. Um, and they're on the day of the match, no, the trains are on a rail strike. Oh, so no! Everybody's got to go on coaches and cars. Oh, no. And the, so, M- the M1's yeah, going to be gridlocked. The, the M1, the M25. Oh, it's a bank, It's bank holiday Monday. Oh, no! It's bound to be raining. <laughs> it's bound to rain. <laughs> Um, but what a great, what a great fixture! fixture. Can't wait, um, you know. To uh, I probably won't be able to watch the game, but get the highlights. And what play. if if you have a particular streaming service that starts with yeah. a, starts with an F? They have <laughs> B in sports, and they will have it on live. I think they're losing oh, B in sports, okay. but they they no, they have that's one of their, their channels. On yeah, the, but they're going to be lo- like that's that's winding up. Yeah, but not by Monday. No, not by Monday. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry, not by Monday, but in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, well, there's been a few things there. But uh, in the, uh, the the playoff semi-finals, uh, Barnsley just managed to get over Bolton 2-1 and Sheffield Wednesday. Pete and I were talking about this off-air oh, before we started. Oh, yeah. How could, I mean, Peterborough United 4-0 in the first leg. You go, and, and they, they they read the press release and went, we're, we're in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is what I oh, love about football. We all 
all love football. Four nil, first leg, we're winning. The these stories and these dramas, nobody, nobody would have ever, nobody nope. did, nobody predicted turning around a four-nil away, yep. uh, mm. you know, away scoreline. Um, and Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, we literally, um, both me and my dad, we talk about football a lot. And <laughs> we, we, we were speechless. Yeah, uh, at that scoreline. I mean, that was. It. I mean, I'm glad I'm not in Peterborough's camp, to be honest. <laughs> well, it was. Um, it was. It was that predictable that, like I said, I I, I have that uh, that streaming service. I didn't even bother yeah. to watch the second leg because it was mm. over. Yeah. <laughs> it was over. You're four nil up. It's over. And then and, I, I, I woke yeah. up the next morning and went, "You what?" <laughs> and, and not only it was still took a goal in injury time, and then they conceded an own yeah, goal in right, extra time. Right. And, and, yeah. Mental, and then, and then get up 5-3 on penalties. And that's just an amazing... This is why we... Uh, yeah. I, I thought, yeah. given the opportunity to have you on to talk about these uh, divisions, particularly the English ones, that um, often get overlooked. In the um, in League Two, we've got the final there of Stockport County against Carlisle. I mean, that, that's, got, uh, that's got some history towards that as well. Both sides have had a bit of a... Um, bit of a history. I don't think Carlisle have played in the, in the top flight. Uh, Stockport did in their... Back in the the turn of last yeah, century, back in the day, yeah, mm. yeah, but yeah, I don't know, um, yeah, uh, how uh, how Carlisle's going to go. Yeah, so that fixture's on. Um, that's tomorrow, I think, isn't it? So yeah, um, but yeah, you know, promotion matches are just the best. I, I love them. I love the start. You go in with all that hope. Yep. And as a football fan, it you know, well, I wouldn't be a Manchester United fan or a, you know a Super Premiership fan. Uh, this is where I love football. Yeah. You know. Being a Sheffield Wednesday fan, they would go into that, you know, absolutely. Okay, well, we've we're gonna, we've still got the hope in our team, um, and they turn it around, and and that that just that thrill and that emotion of of the drama of these these promotion playoffs. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Genuinely love it. And, yep. and just for the record, yes, Carlisle have been in the top tier, 1974-1975, third oh, one season. They one. finished twenty second, so. Fantastic. Sort of up, down again. Good on you, Pete. Okay. Yeah. And, um, great research. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's why he's the world's greatest wingman, because uh, we had Tommy Dolman on earlier, and he, he mentioned that uh, that research word, and I still don't know what it means yet. <laughs> and Hayley, Hayley, when you're talking about the drama of the um, of the, of the the playoffs, and I, I yeah. like these playoffs, I, I love them as well, um, it, it always strikes me as being a bit ironic that here in Australia people criticise the fact that we decide the the title with the grand final, you know, final series. At okay. the end, and everyone's like, oh, you know, you finished top of the ladder, but, you know, the team that finishes fourth wins the grand final and a crown champion. That's, uh, And yet with these playoffs, you know, the team that finishes sixth, seventh, sixth or seventh can promote above the team that yeah. finished third or fourth or fifth, and, and no one seems to blink an eye at the, you know, the fact that they yeah, do it that way. So. No, agreed. When I first moved to Australia, I couldn't quite get my head around your system. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, so, yeah, I, I'm very much, um, I very much like the, the English system. I, I love, I, I love that. And I, it's just different, right? It's yeah. just yeah, different, yeah. different rules, different leagues. Um, but, um, yeah, I quite like the fact that you, you've still got a chance, you've still got a chance of, of promotion, mm. uh, you know, finishing in that. Uh, in that in that top group, yeah. and again, we it's, it's not quite research, but Pete and I do have a discussion <laughs> before we come on here, just so that we can actually know exactly what each one of us may or may not talk about. But the the, the national league, the, uh, the the playoff system there is is even more 
Oh, convoluted for want of a better phrase. So, top of the table, which was um, Hollywood, Wrexham, yeah. um, had, went top of the table. The next two, which was Notts County and Chesterfield, went into a, yep. a, a qualifying playoff. And then the next four teams of Woking, Barnet, Borehamwood and Bromley, so teams that finished fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh, mm. then played off in, in what was called at, at the... Uh, the National uh, League, uh, a quarter-final. So yeah. you had a quarter-final, then the semi-final, and then the final, which Notts County, as Pete corrected me, uh, beat Chesterfield. So the teams that finished second and third actually played off in that final. So, yeah, the uh, yeah. The, the qualifying was to, if you won the qualifying, so if you finish second or third, you play off against each other to to have the right to then play the next, well, the lowest-ranked team that's still in the, uh, in the playoffs. So... Mm. That was amazing that uh, it still went to the uh, the teams that finished second and third. Yeah. And uh, Notts County only only finished outside of uh, top position, Wrexham. Wrexham finished on a 111 points, but with a plus 73 goal difference. Yeah. So, I mean, that is I just know. that is just massive. Yeah. And, and Notts County... Even better. We, 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 we had a, a better goal difference, but yeah. we're four points short. And you think, gee whiz, those two teams went absolutely hammer and tongs against the whole league. And Chesterfield, who finished third... We're on 84 points. Hmm. So you're talking the, the, the best part of seven games from second to third. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Amazing stuff. What's um, now we've got to th- those playoffs. So what what do you think would be, um, you know, with the sides that got relegated out of uh, division, um, division one, league one. Sorry, let's get the right phrase there. I mean, we had the, the likes of MK Dons who, the Phoenix Club from, Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon, um, folded way back when, and uh, again I won't go into the full hoo has of that. But a a club was formed out of that called MK Dons. So MK Dons and AFC Wimbledon still play, and they were playing in mm. the same division. They got relegated. Morecambe were relegated. Founders of the league, Accrington Stanley, also relegated, and Forest Green. They're an interesting club. Do you know much about Forest Green, Haley? I don't. No, I don't actually know about Forest Green. No, that's a new one. Well, not a new one, but uh, definitely yeah, not a new one. one. Yeah, Forest, <laughs> Forest Green have owners that are trying to make the club carbon neutral. Their shirts okay. are made of recycled plastic. They have uh, mm. recycled water. Um, they're they're making um, all all the, the the canteen products recyclable. Uh, they are, are doing everything they can to minimise their carbon footprint and uh, are one of the you know the, the pavers of that sort of technology in the world mm. and saying like yes you can be a sports club but it doesn't mean you have to be an abuser of the world you can be a sports club and be sustainable and they are trying yeah. to make themselves self-sustainable by again offsetting their their carbon tax and having money coming into the club from yeah. from government without actually having to put the cap in hand going well we've paid you know fred blogs over here the superstar striker who, who got injured second game in bucket loads of money but now we can't afford to pay our bills to you, Mr. Taxman. Whereas you know, yeah. a club like Forest Green have, um, yeah. have have highlighted where they are in the pecking order, and are working their way up slowly, slowly to become. Well, I mean, they're. Well, I was going to say the cynic in me says that's all yeah. good, and I'm entirely behind it. But they obviously need to get a few more results on the field as well. Oh well, I suppose. Yeah. If you I mean, to, it is a football yeah, program, you, you know. To, if you want to get that critical, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they finished what you know. 13 points, 14 points behind. They did. 17 points behind. They did. They were. Yeah. They had a... Um, but, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not... not it was a disappointing Bad-mouthing season. what they do off the field. But, yeah, unfortunately, it's a football program. We also need to focus on what's happening on the field. That's true enough. Now, going back up into the championship, Hayley, where 
we yep. loved, we we love to have a chat about. Uh, yep. Ipswich finished second in League One, and the East Anglia Derby is back on again. It's been what nearly a decade since we've seen that. Uh, uh, it's a different one. I thought it was 2018, 2019. I thought they last played it. Um, I could oh, be wrong. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, Norwich, Ipswich, uh, and I mean. Local derbies in English football, um, yeah, and and this one's got this one's got some great, Ooh, great it? history. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no, good, good to see that one back on because um, Norwich finished would have been they finished thirteenth um, in uh, the championships this year. So mid table uh, finished for them. So yeah, great to get it back in uh, back into the league. Um, and just looking at the relegation from. Uh, the championship this year, we lost Reading, Blackpool, and Wigan Athletic. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Reading, Reading just seemed to keep slipping further and further. And you they know, do. at one point they were they were they were a good uh, Premiership, Premier, mid-table, yeah. you know, yeah. Premiership team. Yeah. yeah. People forget that, and Andy Carroll was playing there. He, um, we actually poached him last season because he was coming back from from injury and signed for Reading on a, uh, a play per game. Because they oh, okay. they were under a transfer embargo and couldn't sign any players, but being that Andy Carroll at that stage was a free agent, uh, they got uh, an agreement through the league going. Well, you can't sign him on a contract, but yep. if he's happy enough to go, I'll rock up to training and and if I play, you pay me. And West Brom went, come and play for us. So he um, he did that, and then went, I don't like West Brom, and he went back to Reading. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a player that um, when. I think Pete and I were having a chat when um, Sturridge was signed for the glory. Yep. Andy Carroll was available at a free agent. And of the two players, I said at the time, I know which one I would have signed. Mm. You know, uh, uh, both ex-Liverpool and our fabulous owner over here, um, Tony Sage, has a huge connection with Liverpool. So yep. he was very happy to see Sturridge signed, but I know which one I would have signed. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that, that that's interesting. So, yeah, we, even with a... Ex-England striker of the likes of Andy yeah. Carroll, they they still went down and Wigan. They pull- did, but they lost so you know they were they um, uh, lost six points at the start of the season. Mm. They were deducted six points at the start of the season, so that's not going to help them. They had two deductions in the was, season, Haley. Oh, was it two? Was it? Yeah, because they had one uh, again uh, in January. So yeah, they they got hit twice. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, for that financial yeah. irregularities. But if you're a club it like was. Barcelona, yeah. who <laughs> literally own billions to everybody, don't worry about it. Sign whoever you like. But if you're a club like Reading, who <laughs> own thousands to people, it's like, sorry, mate, you can't, you can't function yeah. like that. It, it, yeah. The, the the difference of of brand names to yeah. competitions. It's uh, yeah, one that I, I try to avoid <laughs> discussing because it gets me too angry, really. Because we yeah. had the likes of Wigan with their um, their ownership model. Had them yep. in in deep doo doo. They fought their yep. way out of that, and of course, once you get behind the eight ball, it's very difficult to to get yourself back again. They yep. uh, they were relegated, promoted, and then finished bottom again. So I have yep. I have serious thoughts. Wigan, uh, when Pete, I'm throwing him under the bus here because oh, he's, no. he's he's got the computer open. Oh no! When did when did Wigan win the FA Cup? Was it 2016? Uh, at some point in the past. Uh, no, very very, <laughs> very recent past. So I mean, they are you know recent FA Cup winners. Uh, I'm sure yeah. it's within the last 10 years. Oh. Is it, and, 2013. 2013. Beating Manchester United in the final. So there I am go. correct. You said 2016. No, 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 I said in the last 10 years. 
23rd. Well, yeah, just, just. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've got a head like a high. I did say 2016, but I thought it was in the last 10 years. Yeah, that um, – and, and Portsmouth is another one that, um, that as you said, Hayley, they were um, regular uh, Premier League side and everyone yeah. – mm. Portsmouth are a huge club and, like, you know, no, really, they, they are struggling in League Two still. Yeah, yeah, certainly are. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't get. I'm still excited about the Sheffield Wednesday Barnsley match. Literally, <laughs> yeah, uh, go for it. I, I, <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch uh, watch that fixture. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I think we need to we need to have a regroup next Saturday um, and see how that uh, see how that turned out. See, see what surprises. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday can turn around. Um, a, you know, a four nil um, at Peterborough. To even get there, what can they do? But I'm, I'm hoping the hoping the uh, the Reds can, can do their magic. No, mm. exactly right. And, and the, the point you're making there, Haley. I mean, Sheffield wins. They finished third on 96 points, and Peterborough finished six, mm. nearly 20 points behind yeah. it. So again, a seven game difference, near enough, yeah. Yeah. between the two teams that are playing in, you know, yeah, probably the second biggest match, uh, money wise. Because once you get into that uh, into that championship, there's there's yeah. There's money to be had, and you know I've heard it described more than more than twice that uh, the championship is a clown car of a of a division where <laughs> you, you can spend money hand over fist and get relegated and and go what happened? Um, Wolverhampton Wanderers being when when they got relegated from the from the Premiership, and I love reminding my uh, my Wolves friends about this one because they kept coming to me. West Brom were in the uh, championship at that time. So we'll be out of this division next year, and they were. <laughs> They finished second bottom. <laughs> and I could I remind them every chance I get that they were 100% correct and they would not, they would not pay up their bet because I bet them 10 bucks each that they would be out of that division. But because they got relegated, they didn't. Well, no, 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 no. We meant, we went, we meant promotion. I said, no, 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 no. Yeah. I meant out of the division, mate. <laughs> yeah. And of course, from, from the this season, uh, you know, another South Yorkshire team, Sheffield United, yeah, um, that's right, promotion for the Premiership. So they uh, they're a bit of a yo-yo club. They yes. keep kind of going up and down, up and down. Uh, uh, I mean, Sheffield United massive rivalry with the Mighty Millers. Uh, so it is tough to see them get promoted to the Premiership. I have to say, uh, but it's great for South Yorkshire. Yep. Love it for South Yorkshire, yep. uh, but not in my uh, in my. I'll put on my West Brom hat. We we yeah. have a, a very, very hatred of yeah. Sheffield United. Those that want to do some research, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm still <laughs> trying to work out what that word actually means because it's, it's inbred in my brain. The Battle of Bramwell Lane between West Bromwich Albion and Sheffield United is still on YouTube, and the amount of hits that gets daily is ridiculous. You, if you get the opportunity, have a look at that one. Have you heard of the Battle of Bramwell Lane, Haley? Um, well, I think everybody has a battle with Sheffield United. Um, I don't think there's too. I don't think there's too many clubs, uh, in, unless you're a full unless you are a blade. You're born and bred a blade. Um, you know, I don't think that they've got too many fans outside of um, Sheffield. And I think, as a as an away fan going there, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think they think they're tough and they they play hard. Um, so I, I don't think that they've got too many fans. No, uh, yeah, in, that, in that particular game, we were needing the the result. We were winning. Neil Warnock was managing Sheffield United at the time. Neil he, made, Warnock, he, yeah. he made a substitution, and you could see him on the sideline. He's in the area of the sub. He's pointing to the field of yeah. play, 
So we don't actually know exactly who he's pointing to until about 30 seconds later when that player clashed, look, it, a leg breaker of a challenge, the referee's straight red card. So Sheffield United actually um, were down to eight men. Wow. They had an injury, and the injury went, oh, hang on, I've got to go off because they'd already used all their subs. They went down to six. The game was abandoned. Yep. And they then went, oh, by the way, um, we want that game replayed. <laughs> and it's like, you've got to be kidding. You, you had three players sent off for, 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 for tackles that, had that been outside a football field, they would have been arrested for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a beauty, that one. The Battle uh, of Bramwell Lane. God, apparently yeah. it's the only time in English That's professional right. history where a uh, right. match has been abandoned Correct. due to shortage of players. Due to shortage of players. Yeah, yeah. because it was a case, and you could see Warnock again, because he knew, he's a canny lad, Neil Warnock. He's saying to a player who previously had treatment and you see him he's, he's merging him to, to get down because yeah. he thought I can get this game stopped and replayed and we can kick the crap out of him again <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only time yeah West Brom have had uh, some unique history they're the only there with our game against West Ham United probably again in 2013 the only game in EPL history where both sides rocked out without front of shirt sponsorship hmm Oh well, wow, you've you got know, all you've got all the stats. Professional. <laughs> well, that, that that's the uh, that's the sadness of being a West Brom fan. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, thank you very much for joining us. We have been tatting all things lower league in the English divisions with the number one Australian fan of Rotherham United, <laughs> Haley Roach. Thank you very much for joining us, Haley. We really do love you at this show. And we Thank look, you very much. We look forward we'll, to chatting we'll, with you. Yeah, we'll chat again more. Thanks a lot. You bet we will. Thank you very much. Thanks, Hayley. Hayley. You have All fun right, and enjoy down. the rest of your day. Will do. Bye for now. That was Hayley Roach, the superstar Rotherham United fan. And, yeah, some of those South Yorkshire rivalries are just ridiculous. That, that Sheffield United-Sheffield Wednesday rivalry. And, and again, I've, I've got sort of a bit of a... Um, a notion that I think Sheffield Wednesday will get up over Barnsley. I know there's a particular Barnsley fan down in Albany who will be kicking my backside next time <laughs> I see him. I uh, mean, if you've come back from 4-0 down, you have to win. You, well, you're on a high, aren't you? You can't not win the final then. You know, to yeah, 4-0 down and then take it to 5-5 five, five and yep. then win on penalties, having given yeah. own and goals. Then, and away. then lose. Yeah, you couldn't then lose the final. But Barnsley have had a decent season and, uh, you know, again, a... A South Yorkshire rivalry of some some venom. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. So if you can get your get yourself in front of the uh, the TV screen, um, wherever you may find it, be in sport. We'll have all those playoff finals live. And and just out for the record, on the first of July, yes. uh, be in sports will no longer be carried on Foxtel. I might have to have a quick word with uh, Foxtel and uh, see about a reduction of cost or a uh, cancellation of service. Because That's right. So they've, yeah, the Foxtel just says they've decided not to renew their partnership. So, so I won't, something yeah, going on behind That's terrible. Space. So I won't be able to watch West Brom again. That was the whole, <laughs> you know, when they were on the um, telecommunications network uh, and I, you know, for whatever reason, signed up to that one so I could watch them when they were in the Premier League. Yep. And then when they got relegated, it went, won't bother me, I can watch them on the telly. But won't even be able to do that now. Yeah. And be in sport. Oh, I'm sure be in sports will reappear somewhere else. Hopefully, yeah. because they um, their coverage of the lower leagues, the championship in particular, and the uh, particularly if there's a um, 
uh, an international window, yep. they will go to the game of the round of either League One or League Two, and most weekends, if like I said, on those international breaks, it's from both of those. Yeah, yeah. So good work to them. Not that uh, not that we are big upping any particular streaming service over another or any particular channel over another, but that is one way where you can watch the playoffs that are happening this weekend. Pete, before we throw to a break, anything else? No, I'm I'm all good. I've got no, nothing really to report. Fantastic. So how good is that? Well, well that, we could mention their Football West welcome three new life members. Yes, please, because uh, I I know of at least two of those life members, and uh, they've not uh, they've not given me any autographs yet. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> you should have got the autographs before they became life members because well, they're appreciated I, in value now. I have one of the uh, one of the life members. The autograph actually is a "You're crap, Huey, get out." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the three uh, life members are Nick Tarner, Eddie Lenny, and Phil Kelly. And you can guess which one sent that note to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so congratulations to those three gentlemen. Both have uh, been pillars. All three. Not both. Three. Who did I miss out? You said both. Oh, okay. All three of them. That might have been a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the three of them are wondering which one was he talking about. Doesn't get included. Well, again, Nick Tanner, uh, right there at the beginning of the Perth Glory. Yep. Eddie Lenny, superstar referee who has World Cup experience. And Phil Kelly, the friend of this particular station and this particular show. Yeah. Many congratulations to all three of you gentlemen. Very much deserved and well done, you. After the break, we will have the superstar from the Advocate Reporter of Tasmania, Molly Appleton, on to talk all things about international women's football. Stay tuned. You're on Radio Fremantle's 107.9 FM's The World Football Programme with Hugh and Pete. 107.9 FM, your local station. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsal.com futsalwa.org.au You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9 
learn unity A better place is where we're gonna be Kicking a lie, making a high Keeping it side by side <laughs> That was some serious confusion some from serious us. Serious confusion from us because I have gone to the uh, Ole 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 nineteen ninety eight World Cup, the official World Cup CD. Oh, hang on! If that was ninety eight, North Korea wasn't at that World Cup anyway. So okay, ninety eight. No. Anyway, so so the question anyway, yeah, you had thought that was from North Korea. Yeah, I did. Because he doesn't know his flags of the world like oh, I do. I, I know most of them. And it was actually from Taiwan, which still adds some confusion because Taiwan wasn't at that World Cup any, anyway. No, no. And that was uh, Colours of the World by Coco Lee, Republic of China. Well, I'm having a few issues trying to get <laughs> uh, Molly Appleton on the air. So we will have a bit of a chat about the Joey squad. Oh, I haven't got the Joey squad up. Haven't you? So I have here from the Perth Glory webpage, huge boost for PGFC Academy, as six players make Joey squad. This is thanks to Gareth Morgan. He pr- uh, printed this uh, on May the 16th this year. And another major boost to the Perth Glory Football Academy. Six of its players have been included in the extended Joeys, the Australian Under-17 squad, for the AFC Under-17 Asian Cup Thailand 2023, which will be staged in Bangkok and Chomburi, from June the 15th to July the 2nd. Goalkeeper Robert Cook, defensive duo Adriano Libeb and Jonathan Lithead, midfielders Giovanni Diabru and Corey Sutherland, and forward Daniel Benny, uh, the highly rated youngsters who have continued the academy's impressive track record of developing national team players. And with the six inclusions, Glory has more representatives than any of its A-League rivals. Excellent. Now, we have often said, why are we not producing up-and-coming talent? There you go, people. Yep, we are. There it is there. Uh, and Tommy Dolman will be seeing those players down there in Albany. Head coach and former Glory midfielder Brad Maloney has picked an initial... Yeah, there's a name from the past. Head coach and former Perth Glory midfielder Brad Maloney. Yeah. Yeah, I know. What a, what a champ he was. He is the coach of the Joey's uh, under-17 side, has picked an initial squad of 28 players... 23 of which will wear the green and gold in Thailand, and he's looking forward to see how they perform under tournament conditions. The Under-17's Asian Cup will be the first major test for our 
country's brightest young talent and presents a platform for each to showcase themselves against the finest in Asia, he said. However, oh no, always hate how it's right up there with a but. However, Brad said, as a collective, we head to Thailand with one goal in mind, and that's to reach at least the semi finals to secure qualification for this year's FIFA under 17 World yep. Cup. Yep. So it's not a, a playoff group, the, the Asian Cup, and this is the way the under-17s work. Your Confederations under-17s championship, the semi-finalists, automatic pro- progress to the FIFA World Cup for that age group, and that is around the Confederation. So, again, that's how uh, England or uh, Spain or uh, the US, um, New Zealand, for example, mm. uh, in the Oceania. Uh, now, where do I get to? The quality and strength across Asian nations, particularly at youth level, continues to increase exponentially, yep. and we know that we will have to be on our best to achieve our ambitions, and we saw that with the likes of Vietnam That's at, at, true, at yeah. June levels. I think they are the reigning under-17 Asian Cup. Quite possibly. Uh, now, having finished top of their qualifying group in Shepparton during October 2022, the Joeys have been drawn in Group C and will face Saudi Arabia on the 16th of June the People's Republic of China on the 19th of June before finishing against Tajikistan on the 22nd of June. So that is three games in basically six days. Yep. yep. So that is a, oh, that's a gut-busting um, program. The 2023 AFC Under-17 Asian Cups features 10 group winners and the five best runners-up from the qualifiers, along with the hosts, Thailand. So that's nice, Thailand get a gig there. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, Australia need to qualify to the semi-finals, and you will be able to watch those matches, the Joey's Subway Joey's AFC Under Seventeen Asian Cup, live and free on Ten Play. Oh, excellent! And that was an article from the PR department at Perth Glory and a friend of the show, Gareth Morgan. Yeah. Uh, also worth mentioning for all you Glory fans out there. Um, we've uh, Brad Jones has officially announced his yes. retirement. Good work, so. there, mate. <laughs> Go for so, it. So, forty-one years old. Uh, as we know, he had some injury issues with the Glory. He did poor bugger. And yeah, I suspect behind the scenes he was also involved in bringing um, Sturridge over. I I assume Possibly. as a contact through through Liverpool. Uh, his record with the Glory Ed uh, only played five games, um, one clean sheet, uh, and. Uh, Two draws and three losses, unfortunately, while we had him in goals. But uh, let's let's not hold that against him and wish him all the best for the future. No, and that was um, yeah, he he had that was during a bit of a low point in the you know, for you know glory fans. He had a glittering career. There's no yeah. two ways about yep. that. And uh, he will be uh, yeah. It, it was a a signing that all of us here in in Perth were going wacko. Yep. Like you know we when Vuka left, we thought oh geez, how are we going to replace that quality? Brad Jones, and it came out of the blue. It's like, you joke, Brad Jones? And he was, I'm sure his thought process of that was to maybe make a rebound back into the into the national squad at some capacity. I mean, we had the likes of Galekovic going to the World Cup. Mm. So, you know, that third goalkeeper spot has always been, you know, available for, you know, a halfway decent keeper in the A-League. Yep. Yep. Not that I'm saying Glekovic wasn't a halfway decent keeper. Oh, because yeah. he I rated Glekovic back yeah. in the day, yeah. He was a World Cup player. So, you know, you get to a World Cup, yeah, you're better than a halfway decent. You, mm. you are world class. Um, 
What else you got there for me, Pete? Oh, what else do I have? I have absolutely nothing else. You've got to be kidding okay. me. Okay. <laughs> uh, Football West had their AGM and Chris Harold was elected to the board. So, again, keeping with the glory theme. Uh, we all know Chris Harold as a striker from the glory. He's yeah. also, I believe, a lawyer. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, Chairman Sharif... Andreas, I'm sorry yep. about the pronunciation Andrewitz. there. And uh, and uh, director Richard Marshall were both elected for a second term, while former Perth Glory striker Chris Harold was elected onto the board for the first time. He replaced the former Socceroos keeper Jason Petkovic, who's retired after two terms. Uh, so, well, we've we've gone Glory mad here, mate. We have. Have anyone would think we're a West Australian based uh, based uh, radio program focusing on the West Australian based team? Yeah. And uh, match day review, I've come up here, I'm, I'm looking for a few things that we're going to talk to Molly about and we're still trying to contact Molly. Uh, Manchester United say they're back where they belong. In England. <laughs> no, Pete, no, in Europa. Okay. Not the Europa League. They are back in the UCL. Okay. They had a 4-1 win over Chelsea. Yep. Which guaranteed... <laughs> Yeah, well, all right, maybe they're not Chelsea anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that the former owner has been uh, told, thank you, your passport won't be stamped in this country again. Um, yeah, they beat Chelsea 4-1 with goals from Casemiro, Anthony Martial, Bruno Fernandes, and uh, somebody called Rashford. Have oh, heard, yeah, yeah heard I've heard, heard that name Have before, yeah. yeah. Has, he, well, has he come through the youth ranks, has he? Yeah, I think, yeah, I've heard of him. And Jao Felix scored for, for Chelsea, so that has... Manchester United back in the European Champions League for the record-breaking 25th season. Wow. Uh, so, record-breaking is in out of English teams, out of all teams, out of... Oh, if you want to get technical, Pete, yeah. Well, no, I'm curious. <laughs> because, you know, rec- that, that's how they put it. Record-breaking. I think, mm, let me have a think. That's almost like eight less titles that Real Madrid <laughs> won. Yeah. So, no, that is an English league or English team record of 25 seasons of Champions League football. So, well done to them. Pete, you're going to have to give us some um, lower league scores from the state, if you could, I while can I try indu- and get Molly I can do that on the indeed. air. And if not, we'll find some other content. No problems about that. All right, so we'll jump over to the uh, State League First Division. Uh, last week, the results were as follows. Fremantle City and Dianella White Eagles played out a three-all draw. Murdoch University, Melville and Gosnells had a 2-0 draw. Subiaco AFC and Forestfield United also finished with a 2-0 draw. Uh, Mandurah City, 2-0 win over Gwellup, Croatia. Western Knights, 2-1 away win over UWA, Netherlands. And Joondalup United, 3-1 over Rockingham City. Result, uh, fixtures for this afternoon, we have Gwellup, Croatia at home against Joondalup United. Mum FC against Rockingham City. Gosnell City against Fremantle City. Dianella White Eagles against UWA Nedlands, Subiaco AFC away to Western Knights, and Forestfield United at home against Mandurah City. Over at the table there, Western United sitting top of the table, one point clear of Mandurah City, uh, and then Fremantle in third spot. Whereas at the bottom end of the table, it's UWA Nedlands in 11th spot on six points, and Forestfield United currently bringing up the end. Uh, on five points. Yeah, that's that's disappointing for Forestfield. You know, they've, they've, it wasn't that long ago they were up the very top league. You yeah, know. I know. Yeah. I, I, I refereed them. Down, yeah. yeah, and I'm like that, 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 that's why they've come down then. Oh, get out of it! That, that was a while ago. You can't blame me for that. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 
know, they... Um, They're traumatised. <laughs> as are most clubs when the, <laughs> when cable guy walked through the door, they were going, oh, no. <laughs> yes, boys, he's back. Tell him to go away. Joining us on the line right now is the advocate reporter in Tasmania, Molly Appleton. Good morning. Sorry, good afternoon, Molly. How are you today? I'm very good. Good afternoon. How are you guys? We are well. super-duper excited and we are even more happier that you are available to chat to us. Molly, how have things been with you? It's been some time since I've had the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little while. It's um, just just lots of lots of work and, and writing for newspapers and online and um, wishing I caught more games. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a never ending problem though. So that's okay. We 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 carry on with that. And, and the World Cups, I think it's under two months away now. It's getting so mm. close. So just mentally preparing myself for that really yeah as we all are we are we are seriously looking forward to that where the world and again every time i get the opportunity when i talk to people about it they've got no idea what's coming they th- mm. this country new zealand do because they've hosted uh you know lower level world cups so they've got an idea of, of what's coming particularly you know with their their major sport being rugby where they've hosted a few mm. world cups but yep. This, this country of Australia has literally no idea what is less than two months away from embarking on us. The, the world, the world's coming. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I hope we're prepared um, and, and, and I trust that we are prepared, but um, it's going to be... I feel a... like it's, it's the last, I don't know if it's the same in WA, but in Tassie it's very much your last minute. Uh, you prepare everything, you do everything in the last minute and you yep. get there. Maybe a little bit late, but you, you, you get there. Um, so I feel like that's Australia as a nation at the moment with that, where it's like, we'll be prepared, but it, it yeah. might be a little bit late. <laughs> oh, look, if it wasn't for the last minute, nothing would get done. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know the joke, Kurt Molly, WA stands for... Wait a while. Wait a while, yeah. Wait a while, we'll wait get while. there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Have no. you not heard that joke, Molly? <laughs> Sorry, it's not across the straight, that one. Oh, maybe wait a while and we'll get there. Yeah, wait a while, we'll get yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, how are things going with uh, Molly's rants? I saw that there was a bit of a um, uh, a, a hiccup on the, the Facebook page. Have you got that uh, under control yet? Um. I think it was a little bit. I haven't. I've, like I said, I've been busy with work, so I haven't caught too much with, with my Facebook page. Good, okay. Um, which is good and bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, I probably should pay a little bit more attention to it occasionally, um, but it has it has dominated a lot of my life for the last few years. So um, having a breather before before the World Cup's always a yeah a, a good plan, I think. Um, but but yeah, it's it's all it's all. Going pretty smoothly, I think, at this at this point in time. Good one. I saw the la- one of the last posts. You were at the um, Melbourne Victory uh, A League Women's Game. Did you catch up with uh, Radio Fremantle's very own Miranda Templeman? Um, I did see that. I, I, I don't think I caught up with her. I was with the Victory Vikings, so they love it, love it <laughs> down there. So um, it was very much yeah positive things and. Um, I saw her after the game, well after the game, actually walking to a car, and I don't think I quite introduced myself because I think she's really oh. cool, and I don't know if she knows who I am. So, yeah. <laughs> no, we... so I'll just leave that fangirling for another day, perhaps. Knowing, knowing Miranda as we do, she she gets a bit sensitive when she gets fanboyed and fangirled. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, hey, 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 hey
Okay, not an issue. Go away. Like, I'll sign it for you, but just go away. <laughs> 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 I need to get my old goalkeeper gloves out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. I've got the Morty ones down the bottom of the bag. Just wait a minute. They're down here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign them if you want me to, but I can't be bothered. Oh, Miranda, she's a... a Absolute uh, champion. How many games did she end up playing for the victory today, uh, this year? Pete, do you have that off the top? I'm throwing off him the under top the bus. Of my head. Yeah, no, if you I'm give me I'm throwing him under the bus every chance I get because yeah. he knew does it to me. Three. I'm going to guess it's three or four. I, I, yeah. I reckon it's three. There you go. Oh, hang on, there's some substance appearances as well, so I'm going to go five. Wow, look at you guys. Just, just, okay, you want to know? Yep. Three for victory, including sub appearances. Including sub appearances. Oh, well done, Willie. You got that one spot on. Ooh. I just remember the game against Sydney. It was a tough one. Considered a lot of goals. Yeah, yeah, she yes, made some yeah. Fine saves that day. Oh, I know. Player yeah. off the match for the for the fan group down here. So, yeah. um, you know, she's made an impact. The the bit that she has played. Yeah, that was a tough one because that that first goal was that was a world class. Yeah. Like, top, oh. top corner. You're thinking there's no yeah. there's no keep in the world saving that. No, don't, don't worry about you know a, a, a young player on her way in the game making her her, her you know. Starting mm. debut, you think, mm. oh man, and then again, just with the the mental fortitude that that uh, that lady has, she just went, oh, well, pick yourself up, dust yep. yourself off, I'll, yep. get, I'll get the yep. next one. And it's kind of it's tough being fun. a fan of the reserve goalkeeper because you don't want to see anyone get injured, but no. when you see the goalkeeper get injured, you're like, oh. Let's go, Miranda. <laughs> Your beauty, Miranda's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we all became Melbourne Victory fans for about 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll take that one as well there, yeah. Now, just breaking news, uh, French winger Delphine Cascarino will miss the upcoming Women's World Cup after suffering a serious knee injury for Lyon. Molly, did you hear about this one? Oh, I missed that this morning, um, but that's what that's so oh, many. Yep. I mean, I'm still getting over Leah Lee Williamson for for England, yeah, um, dashing yeah. my hopes of perhaps England winning a World Cup um, if the Matildas don't. Um, so it's yeah, that's that's dreadful luck. France have had a couple of injuries like that as well, where it's just I think for the Euros. They had a couple players out, same same deal, and it looks like they've had a bit of a tide turning with a new coach there as well. So that's 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 uh, you know dreadful news for France and, and the player. Now I, I don't like to to highlight it, and there's been more than a few naysayers of female sport across the world, and in particular mm. in this country, the egg shaped ball, where they believe yeah. that the female body is not suited to contact sport and knee injuries in particular. Uh, one of the results of that particular mm. thing. Unfortunately, like you said, Molly, in recent times, that's been given a bit of credence yeah. by the fact that not only has Cascarino gone out, but uh, France will also You've be... Got a long she, she'll be out of uh, uh, striker uh, Catato, Maria Antoinette mm-hmm. Cato. She's done mm-hmm. an ACL as well. Uh, like you said, Leah Williamson tore her against um, uh, ACL in April. Uh, Vivian yep. Mendieta, Mendiamar, she, 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 she did that. Mendieta, both out, yeah. She did that playing for Arsenal. And um, yep. Katarina Maciato uh, did it also. So she won't be playing for the United States. And you think, oh, yeah. you know. But how many men players have had knee injuries? I'm one of them. That, uh, that's yep. what killed my, um, my professional career. That and a lack of 
Skill. Thank talent. you very much, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled a heart edge. <laughs> yeah, no, I blame it on the knee injury. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually did share a video on our Facebook group this week mm-hmm. about ACL injuries in women and why they are more prevalent. Brilliant. See, see what we did there? It's almost like we knew what we were talking about. Yep. Why are they more prevalent, Pete? Oh, you think I watched the video? Yeah. <laughs> Um, actually, a surprising, a surprising factor was uh, with the men, um, kids are sort of getting, uh, like males are getting scoped out uh, and joining training programs from, you know, age 10 mm. and up. So they're actually going through a bit more of a training process mm-hmm. at a younger age, whereas women, you know, the football's not quite there at the point where they're getting professional training from age, you know, 10 and up. Mm. So they're... they're Okay. They haven't quite built the muscle. Well, especially that maybe the ones yeah. that are there. Especially the ones that are there now, where yeah. it's sort of yeah. like you know, you're in boys' teams till you're twelve, fourteen. Yeah. So you hopefully, sort of next generation, it'll start yeah. to clear up a bit. There are also issues with the shoes. Um, apparently, yeah. the men's foot and the woman's foot is slightly different as to how they put the put the pressure pressure down right? on the ground. Yeah. So there's there is talking there is talk of actually getting uh, sort of a new style of boot specifically designed for women. So that, that, that's something I thought was interesting. That's never that really is interesting, thought, Pete, yeah. because you, you would have thought, uh, you know, stud designs and, 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 and boot technology being as, I mean, way back when, when Craig Johnson was mm-hmm. revolutionising boot technology by putting a bit of rubber on the toe, yeah. um, that, that that would be a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, I can't go out down to the shop mm. and buy women's shoes that are going to fit my foot. Yeah. Why, why should women go down to the, to exactly. the sports store and and buy men's shoes that are going to fit them. That oh, I would assume that all the major um, sporting brands are looking at that now. You'd hope so. Boot manufacturer. If not, they're missing a trick. Oh, yeah. well, especially when there's uh, sport teams uh, at playing at such an elite level now that where it's the one percenters that make a difference. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you see yeah. how the USA have, have won the World Cups recently, and it's just the one percenters that they put in that that means they 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 seemingly seemingly always win, and you know. Nations are, are wanting to look at that, and, and yeah, but it's such a simple thing to, to look at, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it is one. Now, that's a that's a great lead-in for you, Molly. H- how do you see the build-up for the US? Because uh, there were more than a few. I know a couple of um, uh, supporters of the US women's national team, and they were, and I won't say shocked by some of the recent results, but they're not happy and have, yeah, and yeah. have, have for a change, doubted that program that they're going to win the World Cup again? I think it's twofold. I mean, it's, it's no secret that obviously they're going through a transition. They've had a new coach for a couple of years now, so it's probably not as new, but it's new for the World Cup. Um, and, you know, obviously they've, they've relied on some of their senior players mm-hmm. for the last few, few cycles. Sure they have. Um, but I feel like the US is, is, is very much like their Olympics teams where... They just know when to when to peak. Oh yeah, um, and you can even see that in in a tournament. You know, um, particularly uh, twenty not not twenty nineteen, the one before that, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. They looked rubbish in the group. They stage. did. They did. And suddenly, they got a very narrow win. I think it was against China. That was one nil. Yep. And after that game, they just cruised to, to the World Cup and beat Japan five two. Yep. Um, like I said, so, the, the, these US fans are saying that they're they're doubtful that they're going to get out of the group. And I'm thinking, well, you, you're joking. Aren't you? Turn it up. That's my line. You can't use the turn it up. That's my line. But you look at their group. It's the US, Netherlands, Vietnam, and Portugal. You, know, you think, okay. Now the, we spoke earlier that the Vietnamese have been pumping. 
you know, population yeah. size, a significant mm. amount of mm. money in their football programs, particularly the women's football program. So mm. Viet- Vietnam um, haven't come to to be uh, cannon fodder. The Portuguese are not happy that the Spanish uh, are so successful in the women's game and they are doing everything they can yeah. to, to at least get parity with their Iberian neighbours. And the Netherlands, well, I mean, we saw them in the, in the last World Cup final. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the, yeah. again, so the, the US are going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if we finish third, we're going to have to look for, for, for the lucky loser. Yeah. And you think, yeah. it's the US we're talking about. What's yeah. going on? I think it just shows how competitive things have gone over the last four years and that the gap is, is slowly is slowly um, shortening. I think, you know, obviously with more teams, that it'll be interesting to see where that gap is. Um um, given that, you know, we've got an extra, what, four to eight teams this, this time around. Yep. Um, so, um, you know, the gap will be different. But I think overall with those teams like the Netherlands, like like Vietnam and, mm. and, and that, like, I think that's a, that, yeah, the gap's definitely um, closing down, which, which yeah, should, should bring some fear uh, to the US. I think it's been a while since. Um, they've been worried about anyone apart from maybe Germany. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's so right. it's, it's really good to see. I know Brazil have given them a cup of thought as well. But, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, an, that's yeah. another major nation that uh, for um, too long have neglected the, the female side of their game for, for a variety of reasons, culturally being the main one, mm. which is yeah. surprising because culturally football, Jogo Benito, is, mm-hmm. is their religion and yet they... I won't say actively, but they they certainly were not as proactive in uh, advancing the women's side of that game as they could have been. But now they've seen how the game has expanded around the world and have gone, well, it's Brazil. You know, we we should be rocking up to World Cups going, it's Brazil. We're here to win. Not not, not to get three points and maybe get out of the group, which has been the case with Brazil's national side Mm. at the last couple of World Cups. I mean, how special would it be if this Brazil team did something special where, you know, they would have grown up watching players like Marta and Cristiano yes. and, and Flamigo, just oh, yeah. incredible players that really did deserve some form of, they did. you know, gold medal winning. It, was a, it should have been a winning team, you know, on paper. Um, so, you know, it would be great to see this generation that would have grown up watching a lot of that, hopefully, um, and just be inspired by that and hopefully... Kick on for Brazil, you know. Strong Brazil's a, a good World Cup, yep. I say. And and so with the the FIFA World Cup coming up, uh, Brazil are in the same group, it's, which is Group F, with France, Brazil, Jamaica, and Panama. So mm. again, you don't like to make too many bold predictions, but you would like to think that the two favourites of that group to gain qualification would be, mm. the, as we mentioned, France, France. Yeah, France. Yeah. and Brazil. So yeah, I think it's the France Brazil game that's in in Melbourne. I think that's why I cut my Adelaide state by short and just stay there the one night. Cause the next day you've got France Brazil in Melbourne. I'm pretty sure it's those. So I know it's Fran- Brazil France game Brazil's in Brisbane. France Brazil. Oh, sorry, my <laughs> so if, bad. You've, yeah. if you've planned your uh, holidays, oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, there must be another one. That's uh, all right. I'm yeah, they, they've got Jamaica. <laughs> they've got Jamaica in Melbourne on the second uh, of August. Have you yeah, have you got yeah. tickets to see France? Oh, uh, Molly. I've got lots of tickets. I can't tell who I'm seeing until I think it's going to be a bit of a lottery. No, I'm, I'm, I'm I've, I've got. I've got the Matildas in England. <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, that's in Sydney. You've got that one. 
Yeah, yeah, and then I've got the Melbourne Stadium Pass, which is Canada, Canada, Australia, and yeah. Nigeria in Canada. So they're, they're that both of uh, the pool games from Australia's mm-hmm. group, and of course mm-hmm. we've over here have the uh, the Canada Island game, which was sold yeah. out in like well, I, I would like to say seconds, but certainly um, yeah. w- within hours. And that yeah. is the um, for those in the know, that is the hottest ticket in town and I've got mine. <laughs> Have you actually got your tickets? Because I've no, got haven't. those prepay things. You know, and I pre- pre- prepaid mine in, uh, in December. So before Christmas yep. it was um, the, the first allocation I think and it was the five group games yep. in that's literally what I've bought. At the Perth Rectangular for, for 100 bucks. Yep, that's exactly. I couldn't go past it. Oh, well, yeah, but when do we get the tickets? You want to be soon. I think that <laughs> they are, they, um, you can see it in the FIFA portal. Okay. So okay. they've not sent them out yet, yep. but it's in the FIFA portal when you, when you go back in there, yeah. So uh, the other uh, couple of games that uh, are going to be of interest to us here in Borloo uh, from Group D. So England's group, which is England, Haiti, Denmark and China. Denmark are using Borloo as a training base, which is fantastic for us. That's up at Kingsway. And the games that we have here is Haiti versus Denmark. And we will have Denmark versus China. Oh, that'll be a good game. Hey, Mm. hey, how cool is that? That'll be a great game, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, again, Pete and I've got tickets to that, so yep, we yep. are super duper excited. I'm just going through which other ones we got here because there was a few. We got the. Um, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking because I know we've, we've got, got Colombia. Pa- we've got Panama, Jamaica. Panama, Jamaica. That was it. And, That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you won't it. You know, just. <laughs> and Morocco, Colombia. Morocco, Colombia. That's the one. That, oh, I'm I love looking... watching Morocco mm. uh, in the African. Yeah. Nations. Yeah. I think I'm really looking forward to being on the world stage. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've got my Columbia shirt from when I was over in uh, in Brazil because uh, the place that we were staying had um, had hosted a Colombian family, and uh, I've told Pete the story. There was a a, a dodgy guy selling um, selling <laughs> shirts on a street corner who uh, 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 Druga, no Druga, no, <laughs> which uh, those who um, habla uh, Portuguese would know what I've just asked there, and I was said to the guy, no, thank you, uh, but I did get my Columbia shirt from him. <laughs> Which was, which was amazing. It still had the Adidas, like, it, it's a genuine shirt. It was like a, going, yeah. to, going to Bali, you see those Bali knockoffs and you go, nah, mate, no. Mm. And Brazil had a, had similar things where they would have people just set up on the on the sidewalk and they were dodgy. They're like dodgy, mm. yeah. knowing knowing Bali quality dodgy, they were dodgier than that. I'm going, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, mate. And this guy was just standing on the street corner doing the same thing and I sort of walked past him and it was the same thing. I went, wait, they're originals. But yeah, he, he he wasn't there to sell shirts, mate. He was there to sell something else. <laughs> I just took a shirt off him, and uh, he said, "Because oh, I asked him for an for an Australian shirt." Yeah, because he didn't have one on on, on his little store there on the on mm. thing. And he goes, "Oh, if you come back tomorrow, I'll have an Australian shirt." So guess what? I didn't do tomorrow. <laughs> so there's no way I'm going anywhere near that guy again. <laughs> and when I got back to where I was staying, the host family went, "Are you kidding?" And I went, "Yeah." This is- don't you don't do that? To, you don't you don't buy shirts of people on the street. You don't buy fireworks from people on the street in Brazil. There's two lessons to learn if you are travelling there because they are dodgy. <laughs> anyway, that's that's going slightly off the beaten track there. What about um, what about Paul G. Molly? Sweden, Italy, South Africa, and Argentina. Oh, gee, that's a good. That's, Isn't it? That's got potential to be a wonderful group, doesn't it? And, and all those group games are in New Zealand because those are people that, that have yet to, to find out. It's the host nations of New Zealand and Australia. So half the pools are in New Zealand, the other half are in Australia, and there is no crossover. There, yeah. there, there is occasions where 
if there's um, host nations that some teams cross over to different countries, but not in this particular one, f- to keep down costs, which I think is a is a smart move, and, and, and travelling. So that, I mean, Italy are doing everything they can to, <clears throat> to again, to put a couple of stars on their shirt uh, to match the, the men's side. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, you look at the way that they've treated their... Um their domestic competition yeah. in terms of professionalising it. And, you know, we've got an Aussie there, obviously, in Joe Montemiro. Juventus, which is one a wonderful claim to fame, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, there's been Juve and, and I think it was Roma this year. I think I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, in the women's championship, uh, you know, they more than held, the, held their own ground. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, like you say, you know... Um, Just to remind you, the tickets you've got there, Molly. Uh, Paul H, Germany, Colombia, Morocco, South Korea. You will be watching the Germany Morocco game. Mm. Now, that would be the game that I. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete, and I have got frowny faces on at the moment because we we want to see Germany play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see Germany play as well. We yeah. won't be able to. It's <laughs> not fair. Who's you can't go past Germany in that group there. But who, who do you think is going to be in, in the second spot there? Because we will see the Colombia Morocco game. Mm. So, uh, South Korea, was that the, what, what was the third team there? Uh, the third team uh, is South Korea. So Germany, Colombia, yeah. Morocco and South Korea. I mean, it could be any of those yeah. other three. I yeah. think obviously South Korea has shown that they know how to win when they, when they need to. And, um, you know, they're very, very clever with how they play, as we know from the Asian Cup. Um, so I think, yeah, I think there's definitely the potential for South Korea. Yeah. So I, I, I like the seeing some of the Asian teams do really well, which shows that our federation is nice and strong. So I'd like to, like to see um, like to see them. But then again, the other two teams are nothing to sneeze at. I think, you know, Colombia obviously have shown so much heart um, with how they qualified as well as, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think Morocco is a great team. I think they're going to be underestimated. So I think that could also be the element of surprise there. Yeah. Um, the final, the yeah. final group, and, and the as final... A, I was going to say, as a German supporter, go on, go on. Um, if we've learned anything from the last two men's World Cups, <laughs> it's just don't assume that they're going to get out the group anymore. Don't just it, you can no longer just pencil them in as yeah, well they'll win the group and who's going to come second. So <laughs> you know, let's do the same thing with the women. Don't don't assume the women. And, will and this is where I've been saying to people like with, with with the games that we've got, and people are going oh, the the final group games. Yeah. Of that particular group, Group H, uh, it's Korea, Germany, in Brisbane, but we've got Mor- Morocco, Colombia, and that could be the. And they will be played simultaneously, obviously. As and that's right. right. So. The, the, the last groups, as is the World Cups, uh, want the last group games uh, kick off at the same time, mm. regardless of whether they are so opposite yeah. sides of the continent. Yeah. So I'm thinking because it says ten o'clock here, so that means we'd be kicking off at seven, and they'd be kicking off at what four. Uh, other way around, we're earlier than that. Uh, we're earlier, yeah. Yeah, so it's um, from what I've got here, we're kicking off at 6 p.m. and they'd be kicking yeah, off at 8 p.m. in Brisbane. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Yep. Sorry, Pete. Fortunately, yeah. there's only the two-hour difference to play with at the moment. Yeah. We say like savings and the three hours that summer brings with it. Yep. yep. And it'll be remiss of me 
Uh, before we let you go, Molly, uh, to not mention the other hosts of this particular edition of the FIFA Women's World Cup, Pool A, which is New Zealand, Norway, Philippines, who went through the qualifiers, yep. and mm. Switzerland. What do you think about that one then? Because the Kiwis uh, haven't put the hand up to host it to go. Thank you very much. We're yeah, yeah. They they've put a fair think, amount in. I think New Zealand's in such an interesting spot. You know, you see obviously their youth. They've got lots of potential, and they're starting to bring in the pathways like you know through through the Phoenix, mm-hmm. possibly another right. team that's been touted and, and all of that stuff. So, but um, you know, their national teams faced a bit of run by going, well, you're not winning games. But then it just reminds me of when Gustafsson came in and, mm-hmm. you know, picking good, solid games to, to play against and, you know, maybe not deliberately losing, but deliberately having tough games where we have to think and figure things out. I think they've got a pool that um, is definitely winnable. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not. It's definitely not implying that, but I think, think wow, that the... it's winnable. Ooh, I would have thought Norway were runaways on that one. Oh, okay. That's why we have you I on think, I don't know. I think, I think that if they play smart, I'm not saying necessarily coming in first, but I think if they play smart, um, they can definitely get, get a couple wins under their belt, which would be massive for, oh, for I'm have to the cancel, nation. I'm going to have to cancel some bets. I know some Kiwis. Because <laughs> I went, you guys aren't getting out of the group. You, you know, Norway, Switzerland, in, in, in any order. And, and I, think, I, like I think there's a home crowd. I think there's a home crowd advantage, though. And, and Stadich is Philippines. Because yep. Stadich yeah. knows how to organise a side to, to not get beat. So, I mean, I, I didn't say they'd finish bottom, but I'm thinking you'd be lucky to get out of that group. But I was, I was speaking, to go to the bank man. I was speaking with some clients uh, who are based in the Philippines yep. who are, you know, and they they are pumped. For yeah, they, they, are. Are, they are following Excellent. the women's team yeah. like you wouldn't believe. Well, they just won the a- AFF. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they've, they've got success and, uh, again, they, they highlighted the best available coach, which was Stadich, and went, mm-hmm. this is what we want. Yeah. You know, progression, but... You know that we want that curve to be steeper than than what we would like it to be. So yeah, mm. that's going to be an interesting one. And what else have I missed out there? Did I mention Spain? Well, Spain. Oh, yeah, we've got the other the other um, uh, New Zealand based game. So which is the Spain, Zambia, Costa Rica, Japan one? I think that's fairly fairly simple. Oh look, Zambia! I oh, tell you Zim- what. Well, yeah. No, but- at, at the Olympics they had the um, they lost ten three, but they. The three goals were all scored by the one player whose name I don't have right on no. the top of my. So how'd you be scoring a hat trick at the Olympics? And you think, oh well, that was all right. And then, well, no, we still lost by yeah. seven goals. Yeah. How good a player are you? How good was the team? You scored a hat trick at the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you go? You, you went? No, we got beat ten three. <laughs> Well, I still say it, you tell your grandchildren, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Get that post from the wall. That's it's not whether you win or lose, it's how many goals you personally score. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping she's still got the match ball. So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, got the match ball, got my hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, Molly, thank you very much for joining us. We've got uh, Matthew Stacey lined up. He's going to be very upset that we've uh, shortened his time frame, but... Thank you for joining us. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to talk to us here on Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. You stay safe and we will talk to you again before the World Cup kicks off, if that's okay with you.
Absolutely. That sounds great. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Molly. It is our pleasure. Thank you very much. That was Molly Appleton all the way from Melbourne. She is in Melbourne, but is the reporter for The Advocate in Tasmania. Pete. Uh, just going back to the issue of women's footwear Go. Um, for football, uh, a couple of our regular, well, one of our regulars on the Facebook group, Peter Wright, as well you, as Pete. someone else called Canella Hope has actually shared some info. There is an Australian company making boots for women. Give um, them a shout out, Pete. What company? Uh, Ida Sports. So Ida's. No, this is a this is a not a paid for promotion. No, no, it's not. But looking at the boot, uh, it claims to have a narrower heel cup, more arch support, uh, shorter conical studs, and a wider toe box. So, oh, okay. I don't actually have a foot fetish, so I can't say I'm that much of an expert on women's no, but, feet and uh, the difference between from men's what feet. There, but that's that, what that, they that, describe it as. Yeah, the, that's the boot. A f- that's a fairly, um, you know, the, the, the narrower heel. Yeah, could, yeah, that, that that makes sense, and that's probably where. Those knee injuries are coming from. Well, that, possibly that, that, related, yeah. Yeah, that the the foot is moving within the boot, and yeah. when you do that, do that sudden change of direction. Wiggle, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to have Matthew Stacey on the uh, show after the break, and he will give us a brief rundown. Sorry, Matt, of the most glorious player night that the Glory hosted just on the weekend. You're with Hugh and Pete on 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program. Len will be in in just 10 minutes' time with the uh, Bags Groove, so make sure you stick around for that. Just a little bit more to come. 107.9 FM, your local station. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www.futsal.com futsalwa.org.au You're listening to Radio Fremantle 107.9 Yes indeed you are. It is coming up to 10 minutes to 12 a.m. or noon as we like to call it here in (laughs) Borloo. You are on the World Football Program with Pete and Hugh. Pete, what have you got for me? All right, second division, State League second division. Results from last week. 
Kingsley Westside had a 4-2 win over Swan United. Ashfield 2-1 winners at home against Quinns FC. Joondalup City 2-1 winners at home against Maddington Kalamunda. Wanneroo City 2-1 winners at home against Curtin University. Just to mix the score lines up, Karamar Shamrock Rovers had a 3-0 home win over Belga. And Morley Windmills had a 4-0 away win over Canning City. And before you get on to the next uh, uh, division there, Pete, it's back to Belga day today. So if you are in that area, get yourself back to Belga. They will appreciate that. And they're having a big, huge fun day for, for all concerned. So back to Belga down at Princess Road Reserve. Get yourself down there. Pete, sorry. Okay, and continuing on. So the fixtures for today, Maddington Calamunda are at home against Ashfield. Canning City are travelling to Swan United. Morley Windmills are at home against Karamar Shamrock Rovers. As was just discussed, mm-hmm. Belgas at home. They'll be hosting Wanneroo City. Curtin Uni at home against Joondalup City. And Quinns FC are, at host, are hosting the league leaders, Kingsley Westside. Yep, and we are having trouble getting Matthew Stacey on, so uh, we're running out of time. So unfortunately, Matt... Uh, we will get in touch with you again soon, so we won't get in there with the uh, most glorious player for that was uh, Mark Beavers and uh, Keanu Hitson. Yep, that's I think mm-hmm. that's right. I didn't have it loaded up, but yep, we're that's good. right. Yep. And speaking of players winning awards, I did. Yeah. No, and is there anyone else you want to mention? No. Because it's just boring mentioning Sam Kerr winning awards all that's the right. time. Sam Kerr won again. She has shattered records with the top English honour by being named the. Football Riders Women's Super League Player of the Year for the second consecutive time. What else can that lady win? I can't think of any other award that that lady has yet to... Oh, wait. Yes. I nearly had a naughty word then. Those (laughs) uninformed yahoos with the Ballon d'Or in their trophy cabinet have no idea the superstar that is the wonder that we call Sam Kerr. She has become the first woman to win the English Football Writers Association Football of the Year back-to-back. And, of course, when you say they've got no idea, you are coming from a completely unbiased... All right. I'll tell you how unbiased I am. (laughs) The only other time that that award from the uh, English Football Writers Association has been won back-to-back in the history, 75 years. So let's have a think of some of the players. You've got George Best, you've got Bobby Moore, you've got Bobby Charlton, you've got Sir Stanley Matthews. Name a player. Back-to-back winners in 75 years. The only time that that has been done was Thierry Henry and some guy called Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yep. Sam Kerr's in that group. Yep. Henry, Ronaldo, Kerr. Oh, there's a front line I'd love to have. And yeah. I don't know how often you check our Facebook group, but she did get a selfie as well, which was posted, we shared. Um, her and some guy called Harling or something, the two of them together. Who does he play for? Oh, I don't know. Some some little team somewhere. Some team somewhere who are looking to win a major trophy. Kerr's had another triumphant season, netting 28 goals in all competition. Most notably, the winner in Chelsea's 1-0 FA Cup triumph over Manchester United earlier in the month. It's amazing. Something I'm very proud of, Kerr said. Yeah. So there's only two trophies she needs to win. One, she's got the opportunity to win coming up in two months' time. And the other one, I don't know what she has to do to get that one. <laughs> Apparently she has to win that one to get that one. Um... Before we go, and Len is in the building. Where did I go? Oh, Pete, you've, you've got me off the page. Here we go. What have uh, I done? EPL fixtures for t- tomorrow. All the games will be kicking off at the same time. It will be Arsenal versus Wolverhampton. And Arsenal still have a chance to... Oh, no, they don't. Arsenal <laughs> still don't have a chance to win the English Premier League. Thank you very much. 
but they've had a wonderful season. Aston Villa will take on Brighton and Hove Albion. Brentford will take on Manchester City. Well played, Manchester City. They've got one big game to go. Well, two. They've got the FA Cup final, which they don't consider a big game anymore because they win it so often. The Champions League coming up against Inter Milan is mm-hmm. the one that they are putting all their eggs into a basket. Chelsea will take on Newcastle United, and Newcastle United will be playing in the Champions League next year. So yep. well yep. played there. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing. When, when you get owners that have a bucket load of money... All of a sudden, they're doing well. All of a sudden, they're doing well. You know, there was a tie that kept going backwards and forwards between divisions. Crystal Palace will take on Nottingham Forest, who have secured their position in the English Premier League for another season. So, well done, Forest. Everton mm. will take on Bournemouth. Bournemouth are secure again. They will finish probably about 14th, 15th yep. in the league. And Everton need the points. Yes, they do. Because they're a big club. And quite frankly, big clubs don't go down. Oh, wait. Yes, they do. I, uh, am I correct in saying Everton's never gone down? Yeah, they have. Yeah, they, they have. have? Okay. Yeah, don't believe the hype. They, right. they have gone down. They chose not to believe it or remember it, but they have been in the lower divisions and they know it. They choose not to let us know. <laughs> okay. Big clubs like Leeds United, they have been relegated. They will yep. take on Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City, you know. Well, I think Leeds could still get out with they, a win. Yeah, but, there yeah. are some mathematical possibilities yeah. there. Leicester is another one in that mathematical That's possibility. Right, yep. They're playing West Ham United. Manchester United will take on Fulham, who are safe in the division. And Southampton, unfortunately, will be taking on West Bromwich Albion next season in the English Championship. They have their final game at St Mary's Stadium against Liverpool. And one other match you forgot to mention that's coming up this week, Go. which will be AFC Richmond against uh, West Ham United as well. That's As far as I'm concerned, that's the one I want to see. You're looking at me blankly. I am looking at you yeah. blankly, Pete. So I'm it's... taking you haven't been watching Ted Lasso. No, I didn't. Okay, never mind then. No, no. Len Sin, Ted Lasso. The jazz guy's watching no, Ted Lasso. No, I thought you were talking about the A-League final. Now, which one have I missed? I thought that's next week. <laughs> Ted Lasso. AFC Richmond against West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso's side. You need, to, you need to jump on board with that. I should have, I should have guessed as soon as you went AFC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's us done. Uh, we are just about out the door. Many thanks for having us. Tune in again next week for another edition of the World Football Programme on 107.9 FM. And just before I go, again, let me reiterate the views and opinions expressed <laughs> on this show are the sole thought process of the author and do not reflect the station, its members, its board, or even some of its presenters. So you stay tuned. Len is, ba- is up with Bag Groove. You have a safe day and get yourself down to a game. Bye for now. Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM.